Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we'll just do a raw opening. Do the best opening that you can do. Let's I've been see. trying to. I've been trying to think of how to open this new. How to say it? Because we would just roll into two v one with some dumb thing. But I was thinking, welcome to the Whiff Punish Games cast. That's. <laughs> it sounds. It's, it's very sounds, basic. It's good. It's very basic. But uh, I'm Nick. And uh, I'm with AJ, and this is our third episode now, where we're doing more specialized things. Uh, it's been a little bit since the Sekiro episode, but this one we are going to kind of give a primer on fighting games, um, revisiting something we did a couple years ago when we got really heavy into like Street Fighter and stuff. And uh, I think AJ is mostly going to lead this one. Since yeah. you did you, you did all the work, you know it all. So before we start, uh, there's two things but, I want to do real quick. Okay. Uh, we did our Monster Hunter episode. Um, yes. It was a stream episode. We gave away a game. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for everyone who showed up. We love you guys, man. We we just love you guys so much. Not to yeah. Anyways, uh, so we didn't do this on the show, and I'm mad at myself because I wanted to do it and I forgot. But Nick. Does Monster Hunter get the golf clap? <laughs> yeah, it does. I think Let's it go- does. Golf, golf clap for Monster Hunter. I bought my mic, so that might sound weird. But uh, yeah, the Monster Hunter definitely gets a golf clap. Uh, second thing, for anyone that was paying attention during the stream and for anyone that listens to this, uh, the Monster Hunter, I guess this is going to go before Monster Hunter, so it's going to be kind of weird. But Yeah, I'm a little late on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You ask a question during Monster Hunter, we get we get sidetracked, and 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 you asked, how many yeah. pair of pants <laughs> do you think that you own? And I think you, it, I think you it's have a real important. guess. <laughs> so are we talking total pants that Nick owns? That's what yeah. we're talking. Because when we were talking, about, you said how many work pants do you think I wear? The answer was one. It was two. It's two technically pair. two. Okay, two pair. Yeah, it's technically two. So we're talking work pants, sweat pants, jeans. <laughs> Dress pants. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I've I've like a stupid amount of sweatpants, so that they don't that, count. That, I don't think those count. Okay. How many how many pairs of jeans do you think I have? Well, I just I'm gonna how add ma- them all together before we get into this. Like I'm just okay. gonna add them all together. I'm gonna say ten pair of pants. Okay. Seventy five percent of those are sweatpants. <laughs> so you have three pair of jeans. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the math guy, bro. I'm not an engineer. I have I have one pair of jeans that I wear for everything. Uh and then I have one other pair of jeans that are exclusively for uh field visits at work. So like shitty bullshit pair of jeans that I don't care what happens to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I have two pairs of jeans. So the That's ones it. you wear for everything are like you're going out. Like yeah, those are my going out pants. Okay, so if you wear those do you wash them after you wear them? Like, how often do you? I probably wash them. Wash them I probably wash them like once a week. Okay, because I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'll be honest. I wear my pants a couple times before I wash them. Oh, oh yeah, totally. But, but I got if we if pants were points, I'd have you beat, bruh. Just oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, you would beat me in virtually every piece of clothing because yeah. I I still wear things that I wore in high school. <laughs> so. I just I just don't buy clothes. I hate spending money on clothes. Yeah, I feel so, you. Yeah. So, not to get too far off track. Uh, <laughs> that just, was that was a recap from the Monster Hunter episode that I you can this, look forward to later. That'd just be a fun primer for this. 
Yeah. Um, we're do- we're doing this episode uh, in honor of the release of Mortal Kombat. It comes out the twenty third. Uh, that'll be Tuesday. I don't yeah. know when you're going to get this up. Hopefully before Tuesday. But we just wanted to yeah. get this in your guys' ears, so that when you start playing Mortal Kombat, you know exactly where to start, and uh, we can kind of learn and grow together. Uh, so we did one of these like fighting game episodes in the past. It was on when we were still two v one. And mm-hmm. I encourage you to go check that out. Um, it, w- I w- it was kind of when we were new, like Nick said, to fighting games. So there's a lot of stuff in there that even, like, I read a book, basically, and kind of outlined the book. So <laughs> yeah, a lot and of- I didn't know what you were talking about most of the time. And I didn't know what I was talking about most <laughs> of the time, honestly. I, it's a lot of terms, uh, but that the stuff that we said, most of it is, is still applicable. Yeah. So... I tried to look before this uh, what episode it was, and for some reason, in my podcast feed, excuse me, in my podcast feed, uh, all the episodes are like jumbled up. They're not in numbered order anymore. Really? Yeah. So you will be the, the name, one. The name changing was probably really messed up. Yeah. So you're gonna have to find that old episode and like, can you post the episode link in our yeah. description of this or something, yeah. just so they could check that out. Yeah, it, it's also not a numbered episode, probably, which is why it was weird. It well, was like, like a bonus or something. It's not even like titles I'm trying to find. It's like dates. The dates are all jumbled. So that's why. Oh, that doesn't make sense. I'm like scrolling through 200 episodes of 2v1 trying Maybe, to find. You know what sucks? Changing to Whiff Punish probably reset the date on everything on the RSS feed. I wonder if that's how it happened. That would suck. Because I've never set metadata for release dates. So, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about so n- that. So now 2v1's a shuffle podcast. Is yeah, all it, is. it is. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Growing pains, man. We got to go through it. Whatever, yeah. You got to learn. You got to learn. <laughs> I never would have guessed that that would happen. Holy shit, that's so funny. Yeah. So wow. there's still some terms on that old episode that I would recommend that you know. Um, it's probably like an hour and a half episode It'd probably be better to listen to that before this, but if you don't, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best to, to bring you up to speed. Yeah. Um, so like I said, Mortal Kombat comes out Tuesday, and I just want to plug my favorite fighting game here, uh, Street Fighter Five. It's available for free all week. If you guys aren't playing Mortal Kombat and you've heard us talk about Street Fighter, <clears throat> you can jump on there, and uh, it's free till like the sixth or the third or something may may 5th i just changed it and double checked may 5th um, yeah it, com- it it starts the day that mortal Kombat comes out which yeah. is april 23rd so uh some cheeky uh competition from capcom there uh, yeah pretty goofy um but yeah it's a good game if you guys aren't playing mortal Kombat, definitely check that out and uh i'd love to ha- uh, see you guys on there playing that as well um yeah. so since that last uh fighting game episode that we did I've gone on a much deeper dive into the uh into <laughs> You the, could say that. into the fighting game world and I now I'm I'm still not good at fighting games, I'm going to be upfront. Uh but I understand them a lot more and I've done a lot of research and put my own guides together um just for people that are like me that are kind of trying to learn how to play because a lot of it is, you know, you talk to someone about playing fighting games and they're very knowledgeable and when they talk to you a lot it's hard to make sense of a lot of that uh so yeah i'll do my best to try and guide you guys in on that and i just think 
fighting games are, are deeper than people know. And without a doubt, they're really hard. Yes. So nobody really, not, I won't say nobody, but a lot of people don't ever access that depth of them that I think makes them really what the cool, the coolest thing that they are, that what, how cool they are. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. I think, I think it, I think it'll, you're, you don't sound ridiculous. It, there's the, the level of learning required if you actually have the drive to even learn 10% of a game's mechanics, it makes you enjoy the game significantly more. Like, I don't take it as serious still. Um, nowhere near as serious as AJ. I follow some stuff, but and I watch some pro Street Fighter. I don't know frame data still. I still don't really pay attention to a lot of that stuff, even though I should be. But... Just even, like, learning when to do really basic stuff that I'm sure we'll get into, like, somebody jumps at you, and then you learn how to counter a jump. That is such a simple thing that when you start to really recognize situations like that, like, it just, I don't know, it just really changes how you look at fighting games. It's so We talk about accessibility a lot, and we talked about Sekiro and the accessibility and how difficult it was. Yeah. And... You know, people don't view fighting games the same way because it's kind of a different experience. But when you're playing a single-player game like like Sekiro, we'll say, you have to learn to play Sekiro the way Sekiro is meant to be played or you don't progress in the game. Right. And if you want to play that game, you need to, you know, learn how to counter and learn how to deflect. and, And then you see more of the game. And you beat more bosses and you see more levels. And and no one bats an eye, really, at, at learning that. Yeah. That process of how to play the game. And and fighting games are the same way, but since they offer this, like, 1v1 thing where you don't necessarily have to to put that time in and learn that, people don't. Yeah. And, And that accessibility is kind of what makes him cool, but it's also kind of what is a barrier, I think, for people that aren't into them to get yeah. over to, to play it, it, it's it's something that like if you haven't paid attention to a fighting game in your life then i don't even think you would think that they have that do you know what i'm trying to say yeah i mean i i never really followed fighting games at all i would look at evo for like a couple minutes every year because <laughs> giant bomb always hosts it i don't even they might not anymore but they did for many years um and i think fighting games like yeah that depth isn't very apparent because the game a a fighting game looks very simple uh because it's just one-on-one two people on a screen throwing punches and kicks at each other and it makes sense like if if you're a newcomer you can see the you can see who's winning and who's losing with the life bars and stuff like that there's not a lot like at a glance without being an expert at the game you can be like okay yeah this person's winning this person does cool combos and and, and you might see, like, well, why would I ever spend time playing this? Because I'm, what am I getting out of it? There's no story. There's nothing. So I, it's like, and it's always one-on-one, usually, almost always one-on-one. But, like, I can see how learning a fighting game just doesn't seem appealing to anybody. That's, like, it, it takes, like, that. there's the barrier of I like the aesthetic, but then also I want to actually learn the mechanics to keep doing the same thing over and over because they are pretty repetitive, but I it, it, I can see how people would look at a game like that. I mean, I looked at fighting games like that forever. 
until the last couple years. Like, I would play Mortal Kombat, and that was kind of it. And Soul Calibur. <laughs> like, I, and I only played them because I liked how they looked. I didn't give a shit about the mechanics, you know? Like, it, it wasn't... It wasn't something that I even looked deeper into. I never learned them at all. I didn't learn anything about Mortal Kombat games as as I was playing them. I played like every single one. <laughs> so, and, um, I don't know. Mechanics and game engines are like kind of what differentiate them. So, you know, when you get into that, that's like what you start to pay attention to, and that's what you start to appreciate. And I'll yeah. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit here, but I don't know. Just just to jump off. Yeah, I think it's an important conversation to have. If if you're the guy that that wants to care a little bit, then uh, this is kind of what this is for you is what I and, would say. And there's different levels you can really appreciate fighting games. Like I appreciate them at a still basically surface level. I think I would say like I understand a little bit more about them and can play them. I think, but I suck at them, <laughs> like without a doubt. So. It's not. It's not like I got really good at them and started enjoying that, enjoying them because I'm good at them. I just, I don't know. It's like the first esport I follow too, because I think it's fascinating. It's like a fascinating pro scene, actually. Where like a shooter, I don't think a shooter is interesting to watch at all. But that's just bias, probably. Um, I think the any- problem with shooters uh, is like when you follow a shooting game and like on the pro scene, it's with the with the screen jumping around between right. different people, it's really hard to follow that action. If you watch shooting games, if you watch a streamer that's just one person, I think it's a lot better. And that's probably why streaming has taken off so much. Probably, yeah. With, uh, with I, I was gonna even compare fighting games at the pro level to like Dota and League of Legends. Um, those are team based, of course, but you're still learning a character and learning how to execute specific things with that character and that's what is like what's the most compelling thing about pro fighting games is just marveling at this one mastery of this one character or this one character against all these other different crazy combinations so if anybody listening is into like MOBA stuff fighting games really aren't that far of a change I mean it's not a team game of course but there's like parallels there, which um, I liked watching MOBAs too. Like not very closely at all, but still. If if you it's... think of it, if you think of it like this, there's a streamer that I watch. His name's Automatic, and he he kind of prides himself on teaching. He calls his stream the laboratory, and he kind of teaches mechanics. So he said, I don't want to take credit for this, but uh, he said that learning a fighting game is like learning to play a musical instrument. You have a character, and basically your character's tools, like his punches, his kicks, his special moves, whatever, are like the notes of the instrument. So when you start, you learn to play notes. You learn to play, you learn how to punch, kick, and do the special moves. And then you learn arrangements. Uh, yeah, Which sure. would be yeah. like songs. So we're going we're gonna to go on YouTube, we're going to follow combos. Like I'm yeah. going to do someone else's combos. But the ultimate goal of learning an instrument and of learning a fighting game is you want to be able to express yourself and you want to be able to play your own music. So, you get to a level of mastery where you're no lo- you're you're creating tech, we'll say, yourself and you're doing things that you didn't see on YouTube and that's when the level of fighting games and really the level of instrument mastery becomes something that's really special. 
And yeah. it's very, I mean, it's probably apparent in a lot of games. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that fighting games is the only thing that has that, but it's, yeah. it's, it's very evident in this genre. And that's what I think is cool. And, uh, I'm on my way. I'm trying. <laughs> and they all and they all do it very differently. Yeah, yeah. Which is like the other like the next level of appreciating fighting games and like you mentioned it earlier was just like seeing how vastly different they can be. Like it might just look like one person on each side of the screen bashing on each other, but when you like really dig into them and see how absolutely crazy different they can be, like or even how, like how different Dragon Ball is between Street Fighter, like or, it's and Tekken and all that stuff, like or even like two guys that play the same character, yeah, in the same game, yeah, sure, can play the same character like completely differently. Like that's what I'm yeah. getting at with the mastery of an instrument. Like they're expressing themselves uh, through that character in their yeah. own way. So you know, there it's it's cool and you know there's a there's a goal. That, that, obviously, that's high high level stuff. Yeah. But you know you, you can you can work there to get there and and that's what it takes and so we're gonna prime this episode with just some ways that will help you take that first step uh, on that journey. So before we start, um, this is probably gonna be a little lengthy. I, I don't I don't know what we're gonna end up. I got a lot of notes that I want to cover and I'm trying to <laughs> you be do, extensive. You do have a lot of notes. <laughs> and we're trying to watch Game of Thrones tonight, so. <clears throat> Bear with me. If you guys don't care to get into the minutia of it, then that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go over some stuff that will work generally in all fighting games. And then towards the end, I'll get into like Mortal Kombat 11 specific stuff. And I'll tell you like why I did it this way. And hopefully it'll make a lot of sense because it did to me when I was taking my notes. Nick, you you could maybe learn some stuff in this too. This is for you too. Probably. So I want you to play the role of the listeners here. If I say something that sounds like it doesn't make sense or that you don't understand. Trust or, me, I will. Or maybe like, even though you know what I'm talking about, question me if you feel like I didn't explain it well. Okay. So first things first, uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm sure will have this and every fighting game has this. When you first turn it on, there's a tutorial. Okay. And all games have a tutorial. And we are very, uh, we're very impatient. impatient and we skip tool tips quite a bit. I know you yourself, Nick, are guilty of that. Yep. Um, but pay attention to the tool tips in the fighting game when it starts up. It's going to give you basic movement, basic jump. Uh, that tutorial stuff is very helpful. And a lot of games will even go further with advanced tutorials and yeah. beginner tutorials. And, and the first thing you do when you pick up a fighting game, if you want to seriously play it, is like go through that. A lot of them are better at teaching stuff than others. They'll teach you situational stuff that you, you know, we'll talk about some of it here. Uh, it'll teach you game-specific stuff. But don't think that because you're playing the tutorial, you're not playing the game. Like that's stuff you need to learn to you know, to play the game, obviously. Especially when they do weird shit like Mortal Kombat still insists on using a button to block. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's going to be game-specific stuff in those tutorials that you, you shouldn't miss. And yeah. Like, I know we talked about mechanics of a game and not not using mechanics of a game. Like, you can pick up a fighting game and press punch and kick. It's going to work in every game. But yeah. the mechanic-specific stuff that it's going to teach in the tutorial is going to be what separate, like, you who's trying to play the game and then the person who picks up the game and button mashes. And that's kind of like the first 
step that you want, really. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I want to encourage is, and we've talked against this a little bit in the past, but I think you should pick a character. Yeah. Um, you don't have to pick a character and go die hard and say, this is my main for the rest of the game, but it's easier to learn a game through one character than it is trying to rotate all the time. So you got to pick them and stick with them at least for a little bit, at, at least till you get some of that, that game mechanics down. And I think what you'll find and what I found by picking characters is that, you know, you, you start to, if you start to get into it, you start to see some fun things. Like you get on Twitter and, and you'll see people that play your character and <laughs> they're making fun of people that play other characters. And it's like a little club or, you know, I have yeah. a discord for the one character that I play in street fighter. And it, it just is like a community that builds around that. And it's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, you wouldn't expect. And I'm sure all you, uh, overwatch players are experiencing the same thing but you know it's easier to learn the character through one game than it is for multiple characters yeah uh, it help it'll help you understand like because so many characters might do a certain type of attack like a low kick or or a anti-air or something they might do them completely differently so if you stick with one and learn that one and understand why you do that thing with that character it makes a big difference yeah and then when you jump to another character you'll know like you want to look specific for things thing. to look for to learn with. So yeah, it, it definitely do that is what I'll say. Um, the next point I want to make is uh, there's a big difference in playing online and offline. <laughs> uh, I know games have come a long way and we have high speed internet, but lag internet lag is a thing. It is most certainly a thing. And if you want to be serious, I would recommend trying to play on a wired connection uh sometimes you'll you think you aren't lagging but you are and it's like a fickle thing but when you start like getting competitive and you're angry about losing and all that stuff you're gonna start blaming the lag and (laughs) it's not fun so you want the best connection that you can possibly get mortal Kombat is also going to now tell people when you are not on a wired connection. That is correct. Which is hilarious. And people are snobs and they will not accept your Yeah. Mat- but I probably wouldn't worry about that Mortal Kombat. That's probably a general uh I wouldn't either. I mean, I even made this I've finally hooked my PS4 up to a wired connection recently and I still get a b- bunch of shit in Street Fighter. So it's a it's an unfortunate reality of fighting games. Um I don't think any of them are, per- are perfect. Uh, we've had problems with, I think, virtually all of them that we've played online, even just with each other. So, But with that being said, playing offline is the best experience you can get. So yeah. if, you, if you really want to you know, get serious, I'm sure wherever you live, you get on some Facebooks, you get on some Discords. There's a, there's a group of people that are playing that fighting game in some area, in some barcade somewhere, and they'll have nights where you can go play. And it's, a, it's another community social thing, and it's fun. And if you get real serious, you can even enter some tournaments. <laughs> you could you could think you're serious and enter some tournaments like we have, and just get wiped off the what or wiped the with the I can't even think. You get smashed. Smashed, yeah. So, wipe the floor with? <laughs> I don't know. You get the floor. I don't. Wiped I can't. With. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know can't. Where, I, to, where am I? Get, that's a saying, but I don't know why I can't say it right. Out. Anyway, we'll keep we'll keep going. So that being said. <laughs> You know, we're we're talking about connections, forming connections with other people, being online or offline. A fighting game 
is a two-player game. And this is, I think, another big divide that comes with fighting games, especially games that are maybe have an appeal for a more general audience like Mortal Kombat. Uh, You need to learn how to play against other people. Playing the computer, even if you're playing the computer on max expert difficulty, is not the same thing as playing against a learning, breathing human. And yeah. I have a buddy that played probably 200 hours of Injustice, and <laughs> I won't name him, but he played a lot of Injustice and got good with some characters, and we would play, and I would still beat him, and he would be so frustrated that I was beating him, and I would tell him all the time, it's because you don't play online. It's not the same thing. There's certain behavioral behavioral patterns that humans can deduce other humans using, and you learn and you adapt when you're playing a person. And when you're you're playing an AI, that interaction does not happen. Yeah. So yet. What do you mean? That does not happen uh, yet. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about advancements in AI. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, what do you think fighting game AI will be like in uh twenty years? Probably pretty sophisticated. I don't even really want to think about that. It's a little scary. So we won't be here in twenty years. There's a whole like <laughs> conditioning your opponent, and I'll, I'll keep coming back to this like psychology of a match, like where you're trying to get in your opponent's head, and it's one of the things that I love about fighting games. It's this live chess match where. You have moves that beat his moves. He has moves that beat your moves. Like it's kind of like a rock paper scissor thing, where n- there's not one move that beats everything. Yeah. So, you know, you have to decide when to use certain things against when they're using certain things. And so there's like a whole get in your opponent's head psychology of fighting games that happens, and it's kind of what makes them great. Uh, so that being said, in order to make those decisions you really need to like learn what your options are and we're going to get into that um yeah in a little bit but the other thing playing out starting new playing you can't be afraid to lose man and like that's the that's the biggest thing you're ju- you're going online there's savages online you're going to lose you're going to lose a lot and that's another barrier to fighting games is people go online and they start getting smashed and like, well, I don't care to play this online because I don't I'm not I'm not winning. So then they go and they play the tower mode again and they beat the computer. Yeah. And and that's cool. I mean you're allowed to experience the game whatever way you want, but I'm just you're not you're not getting the full you're not eating the full sandwich with that, is, is what I'll say. <laughs> you're so you're eat, you're eating the sandwich without the crust. Just some just some quick tips like, cause I mean I'm guilty of getting real salty when I lose playing online too and i'm sure you nick you have some examples well when we first started i would flip the fuck out I so would flip out so when so. W- when you're playing especially when you're starting out it, you're not you shouldn't play to win i mean winning is fun definitely yeah but like you should focus on one thing and try to do that thing let's say you're trying to do a specific combo your goal should be to land the combo in a match not to win that match if you're yeah. losing trying to land that combo you but you're still landing the combo. You're going to have more fun, and eventually the wins, the wins will come with with time. The other thing I want to say is that, like, you got to focus on things while you're playing. Besides <laughs> winning, because like you'll just kind of plateau. Like if you if you start 
going through the same motions, trying to do the same things in every matches in all your matches, you might start winning, but you know, this is a thing that tracks your your points and you're going to face better and better people. Eventually you're going to you're going to peak. Yeah. And without like focusing on specific things during your matches, like how do you expect to get better? Do you know what I'm saying? When you when you're practicing a sport, let's say you're practicing basketball, like you don't just play basketball games and then that's it. Like you go to practice, you practice your jump shot, you dribble, you run suicides. Like it's the same thing with a fighting game. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can't just play and expect to automatically progress to the top ranks. That's not how it's going to work. Uh, yeah, so, fighting fighting games are definitely something that requires practice, yeah. which is like again a hard sell for probably most people. But but it but can be worth it. It can be worth it, and and that's where training mode comes in. That's my next kind of point on the map here. Training mode can be a fun thing if you if you look at training mode as like the puzzle puzzle part of a, a fighting game. Like, how do I put this to this? How do I you know, you, that's where you're going to figure out all your all your data, kind of. And, yeah. you know, without getting too specific, you know, you, you want to le- learn to use the tools that training mode has. So you're going to record your training dummy to do specific things so that you can react to it in certain ways. And you want to set up, like, you know, drills and stuff to do so that you can... Drills is a good word. So that you can respond the correct way when it's time for a match and hopefully mortal Kombat has this i know street fighter did but most of the modern fighting games now you can go to training mode between your like while your match is waiting like if you're if you're playing online yeah if you're playing online so you know you can work your combo or your anti-air or whatever you're trying to do the entire time that you're waiting for a match which makes it like not just okay. I'm going to spend two hours in training mode. You can kind of do two things at the same time. Yeah, which is fun. It's uh, good to go. It's good to bounce from something that's not actually reacting to you to a person too. Like having that juxtaposition of a training dummy to immediately a real person is actually like really helpful. So two two more tips I got, and then I'll I'll get into it because I haven't even got into it yet. Uh, <laughs> Watch Half your, hour into the episode. Watch your replays. Um, all fighting games have uh, like a replay function now. Uh, if you watch how you're losing and what you're doing wrong, it's just a lot easier to fix it. And you might think that while you're playing, it's easy to identify these things, but it's not. Yeah. So, you know, you go back, you watch a match, you said, oh man, this guy jumped in on me seven times. I didn't, I didn't punish him for the jump in once. And yeah. you need to, and then you need to know you work on your anti-airs. And that, that will consistently... You'll consistently fix holes in your game that way, and then you'll consistently get better. And then the other thing that you can do is you can find people who use the character that you use and watch them play. And you learn how to put moves together or how they react to certain situations or how they react to certain matchups, and that will help you in your play too. And most of the modern fighting games offer like a replay where you can just search... Like I can search the best... Mortal Kombat player who's probably going to be Sonic Fox. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can search his name on the on the replays. Uh, I never icon thought about menu. that. Yeah. I know huh. you can do that on Street Fighter. Yeah, that would make sense. And yeah. then but also we have YouTube and your yeah, cell YouTube. phone and you can yeah. find plenty. Watch the pro scene. There's plenty of places to watch tech. Yeah. Um so, 
just real quick, getting into this uh, frame advantage, screen advantage. I went over this in our last episode. Frame image, frame advantage basically means I'm not going to get into crazy amounts of frame data here, so don't worry. But frame advantage basically means if you hit a button and they hit a button at the same time, you're going to win because you have the frame advantage. Your your attack is faster. Yes, and that might be because the other opponent, the, your opponent's recovering from an attack or a block or something. It might be because you hit a button that comes out quicker. There's different. There's reasons. a million different interactions. There's different <laughs> reasons you'd have frame advantage, but that's what it is. Screen advantage is has to do with the spacing on the screen. Basically, when your opponent's in the corner, you have screen advantage. So those two things, uh, I want you to remember, I'll keep bringing them up. Frame advantage, screen advantage, and remember I was talking about psychology, about learning the two-player game, how to play a two-player game. I'm going to keep bringing the, those two things up. So, jumping into this, um, from a non-pro, because that's what I am, <laughs> Mortal Kombat specific tips. Uh, first off, if you're looking anything up on the internet, Mortal Kombat uses specific notation for how they like label moves and combos and stuff. Do you know what that notation is, Nick? Light. Okay, light so and heavy kick and punch. That's what Street Fighter does is light, medium, heavy. No, I know. I thought I thought uh, That's I what thought, I'm talking about. I thought about, Mortal Kombat did too, but Mortal yeah. Kombat uses 1 2 3 and 4. Oh, I didn't know because that. Because it's across that way if you're playing on Xbox or PlayStation. Sure. One will be square or I believe A on the Xbox controller. That would be X. X. Okay. See, I don't use that, play Xbox that much. Yeah. Two is triangle. Y on Xbox. Three is X. So that's A. Yeah. Four. So one, two, th- okay. Yeah. So, and then four would be circle, which yeah. is B. So whenever you hear down one, that's going to be down square. Down two is going to be uppercut, down triangle. So this is kind of important because this is what you're going to see on any videos you look up, on any, you try to look up combos, any website that's going to give you information on the game is going to say down one, down two, because it's not going to be specific to PlayStation or Xbox. Sure. So, yeah. and, and I'll be using that language in this episode a little bit too. So that's important to know. Uh, the other thing is Mortal Kombat gives you some input setting options at the beginning, like when you first turn it on. And it's kind of weird how they, they have the standard input settings. Um, like if you press start and you go to controller settings, they have things where you can change like the timing that it that the game will give you to put inputs in. And oh. the default mode is like a really wide window, which is for mashers. So if okay. you're like pressing down forward square, down forward square, it's going to like read that input like as just a down forward square. It's not going to be precise. Okay. So I think like the default setting is large or something. And I would recommend changing that setting to medium. It's going to force you to play a little bit more precise but you kind of want that with your control. Like you don't want to mash. If you want a fireball to come out, you don't want to be hitting down forward, down forward one, down forward one, down. You don't want to be like mashing it three times to get it to come out once. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you're doing combos, like if your combo is one, one, two, down forward two, like you want that button input 
to read that input when you put it in. If you have it on the open window, then you might get some other weird stuff. In my own experience, uh, the medium setting is a lot better than the than the default setting. And I've checked that against a lot of guides, and that's what they've said too. Is this setting in Soul Calibur? Uh, maybe. I haven't looked at Soul Calibur's. Soul Calibur's weird because there's a lot of input lag. Soul Calibur forces you to, like, mash. Like, that's why I'm wondering. Because, like, well, it, it teaches you to do that. To, like, hit certain combos, which is weird. I don't know. I haven't paid t- enough attention to that game. And the input lag on that game is crazy. Yeah, so, I'm just, I just wonder because, like, the way- there, there, were cert- there are certain combos where you have to hit the button really fast in order for it to work. Like, if you try and time it out, like, things like Street Fighter, it doesn't work. So it's either the lag or the – if it has one of these settings, which would be interesting. Uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat doesn't have any really timing either unless you're juggling. So the yeah. way you perform a okay. combo in Mortal Kombat is going to be you mash right through that combo, and then the animation comes out like yeah. later. Uh, which is interesting because that's why your input timing needs to be correct because you're just going to hit that button real fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other thing that they do is there's a thing, um, it's called negative edge, where if you hold the button down and then let go of the button, it registers that as two separate inputs, like when you press it and when you let go of it. So when you're hitting buttons, if you hit the button, it's like two inputs. So hmm. you want to turn that off too, because if you're trying to be precise, you're hitting one one two, and you maybe you hold the one in a little long, then you're gonna get three inputs instead of two. Do you know what I'm saying? Say you don't that wa- again. You don't. You want to turn. It's called negative edge. You want to turn it off. Okay. When you, when you press a button, it registers when you press the button and when you let go of the button. Okay. So you don't want that, hmm. unless you're like, unless you're gonna learn your combos, hold it down, let it go. So it's not, to be clear, it's not like another attack from holding the button down like Street Fighter has. No. But okay. Street Fighter ha- has that same mechanic. If you hold a button down and let go of a button, it'll register as two button presses. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Okay. But you have the option to turn this mechanic off in Mortal Kombat, and being that you're going to be, your button, your combo timing is real precise and quick, we, you're going to want to turn the setting off. Okay. So... First, we have input timing down to medium, negative edge off. Okay. The yep. next thing, next thing I want to get into is which is very divisive for this game. Uh, they have every character has variations now. This is a Mortal Kombat specific thing. Uh, they've been advertising this. You can build the classic version of whatever character you want. There's Basically, a variation means that you can give the character different special moves. And there's like a whole system to building your character where special moves cost a certain amount of points. So some are stronger than the other, and that's how they balanced it. The problem with this is, if you're playing online, there's only specific variations that are legal to play online. Yeah. Which means that if you're doing practice with a non-legal variation, then you're kind of... You're not wasting your time because you're still playing the game, but you're wasting your time because you can't take that character and compete with it. By compete, I mean play online. Yeah. And Injustice did this too. They have some goofy augmentation stuff that you can apply that will like give your character better speed and power. And I hate this stuff in modern fighting games. 
I don't know why they put it in. But it's going to change the stats of your character and mess up the way you learn it, too. Yeah. And I don't like that they put this in because it's confusing, and I just don't think it's necessary for anybody. Well, people that don't want to play online. (laughs) That's who it's useful for. Yeah, but the people that don't want to play online are going to spend a couple months playing the game anyway. Is that ability to make their kicks faster going to keep them playing the game for longer and spending more money? I don't know if that is the reason. It's just here's more options for you to play a weird way how you want to play it, I think. Yeah, I don't don't like it. Last thing, (laughs) uh, last one of my tips is uh, they have a mechanic called Crushing Blow, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I'll give you some specific examples. But Crushing Blow is basically... Uh, it's going to be when... It's it's basically like Soul Calibur's... Uh, what do they call Soul Calibur's critical lethal hits? Hit. Yeah, lethal hits. So it's like a... It's a move that when you hit it in a certain way, it'll give you bonuses. And in Mortal Kombat, it does this cool thing where it like gives an x-ray and then you see like bones break and that's how you know you got a crushing blow. So, for example... One example of a crushing blow will be if you whiff a punch and I uppercut you and you're still in the animation for that whiffed punch, if you whiff punish that punch, we'll say, <laughs> yes. you get a crushing blow on that uppercut. So you down two, which is your uppercut, you counter hit, meaning that you hit the person while they're in the animation, you'll get a crushing blow. It'll zoom in, you'll see their face break, and then they'll get popped up the air. Normally you can't combo off a normal uppercut but since you got the crushing blow you'll get more damage and you'll get a juggle opportunity to combo oh wow and so interesting there's different like mechanics to activate these crushing blows like let's say i know scorpion for example his spear if you do it at full like full screen range like if you're on opposite ends of screens that will give you a crushing blow whereas if you're just mid screen range it will just hit normal um like maybe some moves will require you to do it four times and on the fifth time it'll crushing blow. Yeah, there's some very specific stuff. There's yeah. very specific stuff and it it's going to like the meta of of using these crushing blows is going to get really cool because uh it's going to be like the game plan that you form. And there's another setting in the menu and that's why I'm bringing it up now where you can hold turn it off or on and it'll say hold the button down to activate crushing blow. So, for example, if I'm about to win the round and I know, and I get the uppercut that's going to crushing blow you, but I want to save it because the normal uppercut's going to kill you anyway, then I can hold the button down and it won't activate the crushing blow. And then I can save it because crushing blows only go once per match. I was going to ask, yeah. So not once per round, once per match. So once you do that one, you get that one specific state, get that one crushing blow, then you can't get it again. So this is like going to be real advanced because you're going to have to learn. This is real advanced. You're going to have to learn what your character's crushing blows are. Yeah, but, and how to make them happen. Yeah. yeah, and how to make them happen. But it's worth mentioning that in the menu, it gives you a setting that where you can control whether that crushing blow activates or not, and that's why I brought it up here. So, to start, uh, Mortal Kombat. Footsies. They made this Mortal Kombat a little slow. Footsie's the thing we talked about in our last episode. It's basically uh, on-the-ground fighting. Um, Walking left and right. Yeah, dashing, jumping, all that stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, the most important thing to learn in footsies, I'll say, is uh, like your normals range. Normals being like your punches and kicks. So best thing to do to learn this is go into training mode, walk up to your opponent, max distance, hit a button. You want to be close enough to the opponent to hit. If you're if you're if you whiff, then you want to back up and do it again. But you want to be at max range, okay? So you just want to keep repeating this, like with different buttons. So let's say you're testing out one, which is probably a light punch. You want to walk up, light punch, back up. Walk up, light punch, back up. You want to learn what that range is, where that light punch is going to hit and where that light punch is going to whiff, okay? And the reason for this is, is because you want to learn, like, what range your character is effective at. And this being a footsies-based game, when you guys are walking back and forth, if you're out of a specific range that you know he can hit you and you can hit him, then you're going to know that his options are limited and you have, you know, whatever your option is. So that's something that is a lot of work. It's a lot of, like, you're not going to do it for an hour in training mode and be like, okay, yeah, God is normal. It's down. Like that comes with, <laughs> that comes with a lot of play time, but it's just one exercise you can do to learn, uh, how to, how to find that range for your normals. The next thing and most important thing I would say, <clears throat> especially playing against beginners is you want to learn how to anti-air. So anti-air means when an opponent tries to jump in on you, you want to knock them out of the air. The reason this is important is because new po- new opponents, new people playing this game are not going to walk at you. They're going to jump at you. I guarantee you. And Especially for how slow you walk in the new Mortal Kombat. Uh, which actually I think got buffed. But oh, really? Yeah, the dash has been buffed since we played. But anyways, huh. they're going to jump at you. And this is basically free damage for you to take. Like if you can knock them out of the air every time they jump at you, like they can't really hit you unless you stand there and take it you know what i'm saying yeah and there's there's different ways with different characters to to punish a jump in that's something that you're going to have to learn based on which character you choose uh after you learn how to anti-air you learn how your range of your normals you want to learn of course the range of your specials which is going to be like your fireball your scorpions uh spear spear whatever spear whatever it is (laughs) Um, you want to know like what the effective range of that stuff is too, because, you know, just like your normals, you know, if you're out of range of your opponents, all they can do is teleport. Then, you know, you can hit them and what, what not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Trying to get, get, keep it short here. Uh, (laughs) we got a lot to go on this document. (laughs) So you're going to have, we're doing all right. Yeah. So, okay. I'm uh, just. I don't care. I have no time constraint. The issue with this is like you know you're you're like okay I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn how to play Mortal Kombat I'm gonna learn my footsies I'm gonna learn my normal ranges I'm gonna know I can hit the special from I can hit the you know charge shoulder from this range. So you learn all these things. You spend all this time in training mode, and then you get into a match, and it gets frustrating because your opponent will not stand still for you to. to <laughs> To you know, to do your stuff. Yep. They're gonna jump at you. They're gonna do all this crazy stuff. So that's why I say, learn your anti airs. And the the way to do this is, uh, you'll record your your dummy in training mode to jump at you. Like you record a jump attack at you, and like you can just hit play in the training mode, 
and they'll jump, do a jump kick, and then you just every time they jump in on you, you just practice hitting them out of the air. Yep. Makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So this is I, like I'll say first... I'll say from experience, learning how to stop people from jumping is very rewarding. Because it is the most, it's probably the most frustrating thing in fighting games. Well, I, I think it just especially maybe. online. It's, maybe. it's specifically an online phenomenon. I think um, you're, if you're, you're if you're playing anybody that knows how to play a fighting game, it's not really that common. But people online like to spam jumping at you and because they don't because they don't know how to play neutral. They don't know how to play footsies. Yeah. So or, their their solution to that is just I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip the whole thing. I'm gonna jump. Yeah. And Street Fighter specifically is what you're talking about, which is yes. a game that you can get really big damage from jump-ins. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know that Mortal Kombat is going to be like that, so it might not be as prevalent. The yeah, maybe are, not. The jumps are really floaty in Mortal and, Kombat. And also when you land a jump attack in Mortal Kombat, it's like always a knockdown, right? Like you don't really ever No. It's not. not? True. Okay. No. I, th- I guess that's the old ones, <laughs> where it was always a dive kick that would knock you down. The block button on Mortal Kombat will be able to keep you from getting mixed up or crossed up on your jump jump in though too, which is a oh that's true, which is a helpful thing. That's funny. But anyway, so this is kind of where your psychology comes in. Our first example of it, uh, you, you're gonna want to force your opponent to play on the ground with you where you know the normal. So if you c- consistently anti-air them jumping in, they're going to be discouraged from jumping at you because every time they jump at you, they get hit out of the air. Yep. They could be a degenerate and just continuously jump anyway, but this is a two-player game, and that's the stuff you got to deal with. Yeah. But like I said, once you force them to stay on the ground, then you're an advantage because you know the normals of your character and etc. Uh, so... Mortal Kombat specifically, um, your normals, you're not just going to poke with one button. Mortal Kombat's a string, combo string-based game. So your normals are going to be, like, once you know the startup, like how far I can hit you with that first punch, you can always convert that first punch into a combo. So instead of pressing 1, you're going to press 1, 2, 1 and do the, the whole string. And, uh... Mortal Kombat has this helpful feature that it just shows you all the characters' combos. Like, if you press start, they'll all be listed right there. So you don't have to go online and look anything up. And it does another helpful thing where if you highlight that combo in the menu, um, you can highlight up to 10 combos, and it'll actually show them like right on your training mode or your versus screen. So it'll play as like an overlay right right on the UI, and you can see all your available moves and combos. You can do this with special moves. You can do this with combos. It's so super like, nice. Yeah, super nice. So you don't have to like memorize that stuff. You can just see it right up there. Yeah. So remember to take advantage of that when you're in, in training mode. Um, the other thing that has that's really nice is when you highlight a move or a combo in Mortal Kombat, it'll give you frame data. So if you look to the right, it'll be like a little chart, and it'll tell you a couple of things about that combo, about how it's useful. Because everyone wants to think that like playing a fighting game, you know, you you learn the combos, you're good at the game. That's not necessarily what's true. You can nail combos all day long, but if you don't know when and where to use that specific stuff, someone's gonna body you online anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So 
they have a nice little chart up here. You press start, highlight the combo that you're looking at. It'll give you a little chart. It'll tell you whether the combo hits low, mid, high, or overhead. That's significant because if it's a low, you obviously need to low block it. If you're high blocking, it'll it'll hit you. If it hits mid, you can low block or stand block it. And it, it'll work both ways. If it hits high, you can low block or you can't low block it, but it'll whiff. So if they try to do a high attack on you and you're crouching, you either high block it or you crouch it and it whiffs. And then an overhead, obviously, you have to stand block. The other thing it'll give you on the little chart is, and this is as far as I'm going to get with the frame data, <laughs> it'll tell you if the move's safe. It'll If it's safe, it'll say plus. Like, it'll tell you advantage, frame advantage. It'll say plus or zero. If it's plus or zero, it'll tell you if it's safe. And then if it's, like, minus six, then you'll know that it's unsafe. And actually, like, a minus two is probably safe, too, because no one has a two frame punch which (laughs) is is getting into the weeds a little bit but a little bit yeah you what i'm saying is you can look at that stuff right there pause hit highlight the chart it'll tell you you know safe unsafe it'll also tell you it might sound uh self-explanatory between safe and unsafe but say one move that you really like to do is considered unsafe you don't want to just be throwing that move all the time because, yeah, they can just punch you or something. They can do a move that's faster, yeah, and they'll by, figure it out very quickly that you want to do that move all the time. By that unsafe, means it's unsafe. <laughs> by unsafe, I mean you do that move, I block it, you don't have enough time to block my incoming, my next yeah. incoming attack. That's what I mean by unsafe. Yeah. If it's a safe move, you can do your move and then hit the block button, and it doesn't matter what move I do, you'll still successfully block me. Yeah. So that's what I mean by safe, unsafe. Other stuff it'll give you is whether you can special cancel or not, which has to do with your combos. If you can special cancel, then you can do that little combo string into a special move. So, like let's say Scorpion's Rope Spear, you'll see right there, special cancelable. That means you know that you can do your 1-2-1 combo and then do the input for the Rope Spear, and that'll all come out as one combo attack. If it says not special cancelable, then you know that all you have is that string, one to one. And then then from there, if it's not cancelable, you'll want to look at is it safe or unsafe. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. So looking at the strings, you're gonna want to focus on strings that have like high low mix ups. So they'll they'll hit high one hit and low another hit because that's gonna be harder for your opponent to block. Or they hit overhead maybe one time, like that kind of thing. Yeah, you want to pay attention to this because this is how you're going to open up a guy who's like sitting in block, but also because the ones with the mix-ups where it's high-low attacks are probably going to be unsafe. So they're riskier because they're more effective, kind of. Sure. So it's it's this is where we like come to the psychology part of the game again. Like you can poke with safe strings that are gonna not leave you open to attack, but are not going to open up the opponent either, or you can be risky and you can use high-low strings. They're going to open up your opponent, but they're risky because if he successfully blocks them, he's going to be able to attack you. And yep. so based on what whatever you want to do, that's the psychology you get to play. It's like, I, I want to do this one time, I want to do this one time. If you're playing a computer, you can do 
high low mix ups <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Every time. And they might block one time, but they might punish you one time, but they're not gonna learn that you're doing that yeah. and then act accordingly. So the other thing that I wanna get into right now with the strings is you have a meter in this in this game, an offensive meter, and you can amplify specific moves with that meter. And uh, meters are very common in fighting games. How you use them is different in each game. This one you have an offensive and a defensive meter. Uh, offensively, there's one button to amplify your moves. It'll You just press it after the move. It'll tell you how to do it on the start menu. But mostly, you're going to amplify because either it gives you more damage, it'll give you more opportunity for combos, or it'll make a, a move safe that normally would be unsafe. So that's three reasons to amplify your move. That's the only way reason you're really going to use your offensive meter. Um, it's basically a two-bar meter, which means that you can use it twice. It's on a cooldown like any normal game. Yeah, before it you, refills. Yep, before it refills. Once you use it, it'll just fill back up. Which it usually refills by landing hits, even blocked hits. Is that Does that carry over into Mortal Kombat 2? No, Mortal Kombat 11 is... It's timed. just always filling. It's just always refill. It's okay. just a random... And if you spend two meter, it fills slower than if you spill one meter. Okay. Like, the actual huh. cooldown time is, is faster <laughs> when you burn one meter than two. That's funny. You're not just firing off fireballs to build meter. Okay. No, that, they didn't want that. <laughs> okay. So, the only, like, example... Or, the only caveat I have to this is that some moves randomly cost meter. Like, for example, Gyrus, who's like a time control guy, has some time control moves. And, like, if you do the input for that move, it'll automatically spend meter. Huh. You. That's weird. So, generally, like, these moves that cost meter have a higher reward. So, you'll get more damage or you'll get hmm. better Oki out of it or something like that. Um, so, you know, we talked about offense, talked about learning your normals, talked about anti-airing, which is basically defense. But, talked about specials, amplifying specials. All that stuff. The only other part of offense you have is throws. Okay, so throws beat blocking. And in this game, you have forward throw and back throw. And uh, you're going to want to mix in your throws to offset your your combos. It's another part of psychology. Yeah, definitely so, a psychology thing. If someone's blocking all the time, you're going to want to throw them so they stop blocking. Makes or sense. be or be afraid to block yes. in a way, so then you can That's open true. them up for other things. <laughs> That's true. Makes sense. So a fun thing, fun fact about this game is, uh, if you are playing defense against a throw, how, you know how do I stop someone from throwing me? There's a thing called a throw tech. If you hit one and three at the same time, it'll not at the same time one or three. So that's square or help me out. What's three? X. X. X or A on Xbox. Okay. Uh, when that Immediately when that opponent goes to throw you, you'll tech it. So you don't have to do the throw button combo to tech a throw. It's just one or the other? It's just one or the other. That's interesting. Okay. Huh. So, But if you do a back throw, if your opponent does a back throw, which I believe... I believe... I believe one and three, if you press one and three at the same time, you're going to get front throw. And then... Two and four is going to be back throw, like offensively. 
you don't hold back and throw to do a back I throw? I don't think so. Mortal Kombat's always been different. But it, it could have both inputs. Huh. Okay. Jury's out on that one so far. But if you tech a throw the wrong way, you get a crushing blow. Mm. So, for example, if I do a back throw on you and you're mashing the one button because you think I'm going to throw you forward to get out of the throw, then I get crushing blow because you tried to tech wrong. Do you want... Is this one of those crushing blows you can manipulate by holding the button down? Because what if you didn't want to use your crushing blow on that? Uh, this seems like a really like rare, not rare, like a random way to get a crushing blow that you might not want. Well, I would say it's it's trying to hurt people that are just mashing buttons. Oh, sure. No, I'm saying as the person doing the throw that ends up getting the crushing blow, and now that crushing blow is wasted on a throw and they didn't want to. Do you know what I'm saying? Probably hold the button in, and then you'll just get the normal back throw. Yeah, okay. So it's just another... You, so, but it's it's a more common situation of doing a throw where you have to be aware that you might accidentally do a crushing blow, is, is what I'm saying. Like, a throw is so common, you have to always now be thinking, okay, I'm throwing, I have to hold the button because I don't want this crushing blow. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of strange. That's Yeah, the scenarios in which you wouldn't want the crushing blow are probably very few and far between i know it's well but we were saying earlier like if you learn a character and you know you want to get a crushing blow from this other specific thing or does it not matter i don't know it's just i I don't think any crushing blow throws are going to give you like a combo so it's just going to be a bigger damage throw right is what you're going to get and and do you want that ever yeah I, I, guess, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, do you ever want a crushing blow from a throw <laughs> is, is the question I'm asking. Oh, so what's your... Th- do, you know what is, do you know what I'm asking? Yes, yes, because the crushing blows are not... You don't get one per match. You get one per move per match. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So if uh, I gotcha. land that... I thought it if was one the, per match. That's why I was no, confused. No, no, no. If you if you land the throw crushing blow, you can still do the scorpion spear crushing blow, and you okay. can still do the. Okay. All right. Got it. So you're not you're not having to like worry about spending. That's what that I was. A, that's why I thought a, you were saying hold it or whatever. Like I, that's where I was like, okay, I understand why that's there is because it's like this thing you want to avoid until you absolutely want it or something. Well, it's it's hold it because you know if you don't if you're getting really good at you know when your crushing yeah. blows are gonna hit. Yeah. I might not want to use it on this combo. I might want to save it for another combo type yeah. of thing. Got so, it. So that's some more psychology you get. Front throw, back throw. Your opponent's going to have to know, I want to front tech this throw. I want to back tech this throw. If I do it wrong, I might get punished for it. Does that, yes. does that make sense? Yep. Uh, you can duck throws in Mortal Kombat. So if you're afraid of getting crushing blow on your throw tech, you can always duck. So, wake up, back block, down. <laughs> wake up, down block, always. Not always, but... So, that's a good, it's good that you brought up wake up, because, you know, we're going over offense. I covered I covered how to, you know, do your, learn your normals, specials, combo strings, throws. That's your basic offense. Uh, one thing that you want to focus on, and I think this is kind of a good thing to start with, with fighting games, is like your knockdowns. So I've been trying to get you to to uh, to focus on this a little bit, Nick. But I've been kind of beating my head against the door here. 
Yep. Your knockdowns are are your important because that's where your game planning happens. Okay? So the knockdown is your advantage. If someone's on the ground and you're standing up, you're going to have frame advantage because they still have to wake up before they can do anything to you. This is universal across all fighting games. All right? The the that situation where you're standing and their opponent's on the ground is and you're trying to attack them is called Oki. Like if they say that character has or you get good Oki off this move, Okazemi, that's basically what they're talking about is you attacking the person on the ground while he's getting up. So this is another big part where psychology comes in is because you have the option to attack high, like overhead. If you're going to crouch block, I'm going to hit you with an overhead. I can attack low. If you're going to stand up, I can hit you with a low attack. Or I can throw you when you stand up. So that's what we call mix-up, because you have to guess what I'm going to do, and if you guess wrong, I'm going to hit you. So the reason you want to focus on knockdowns is because... you. It's a it's a repeatable scenario that happens every time you hit this move. I know that Scorpion Spear, every time I hit Scorpion Spear, we land in the same position on the screen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So my button presses after Scorpion Spear hits can be the same. It's going to have the same scenario every time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you can lab. You can, you can go to training mode and practice a move that will hit while the person's waking up every time. Like, you can hit that button every time. If if they block it, then I would say try safe move. So, so if they block it, you, you reset the neutral. If they don't block it, then you hit them. This is just a an example. Yeah. Or, and, like, I... We play Street Fighter a lot, Nick. And I when I'm playing characters I don't know how to use, which is 98% of the roster... <laughs> What do I do on you every time you get up? Throw me. Throw. Wake up throw. Because I know that if you wake up blocking, then I can get a meaty throw. Yeah. So if you mix up the attack and the throw, that's something to keep your opponent guessing. You know, they basically have to guess, well, I, should I block here or should I Yeah. Should I throw? So that's some more psychology you get to you get to work out. Mortal Kombat has a cool thing where if you tap the up button, it does a short hop, which is like a mini jump. So every character has access to like a mini jump overhead attack that you can do on Wake Up 2. Hmm. Uh, which I think they're typically unsafe, so you know you, you can either go for it and risk something or yeah, just more psychology for you. So... Lab your lab your knockdowns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Sure. So what do we do if your opponent has his knockdowns labbed and he's getting you on wake up every time? What do you do? I use the defensive bar. That's uh, wow, you're so good. You must see the notes. I it's it's like I'm looking at our show notes. So Mortal Kombat does have a defensive bar which gives you some options on Wake Up. And this is what I think is really cool. Uh, in old Mortal Kombat NRS games, you'd input a special, and it would give you invincibility on the Wake Up to where your guy would just pop back up and hit the person. You remember <laughs> playing Injustice 2 where you could do like Batman's like slide roll? or Yeah, yeah. So, so that's basically what this is, is you're going to get knocked down, 
and you're going to have these options. It'll cost you defensive bar. First one, on the ground, you get knocked down, you hit up three. What's, What's up three? three again? Do you remember? It's Y and triangle. No, that's two. Up two oh, is fuck. triangle. Yep, you're see, confusing. I already forgot. X and A. X and A, that's correct. Up three. It's going to give you... Yeah, the numbers are going to throw me off, I think. Just one, one, two, three, No, I, I got it. I just don't know. I thought they were punches and kicks, like, universally. So, but whatever. No. Um, so, up three is going to give you a reversal poke. So, it's going to have invincibility. If you're trying to attack me, it's going to go through your attack. It's going to hit you with a poke. It's going to be typically unsafe but hard to punish, meaning that like it's going to be so fast that unless you're expecting the poke and hit a button right after it, you're not going to be able to punish me. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. So, and it's but it's just going to be a poke. Like you're not going to be able to get a combo off of it. And this space, uses the defensive bar. Uses All of one this defensive uses the bar. defensive bar. Yeah. Up three. This is up three. Reversal poke. Up three. And basically, it's your crouch, your crouch light jab in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's all it is. It's gonna be like, hey, okay. get off me! I don't want to take this pressure. It's gonna do a jab. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna cost one bar. If I know you're gonna get up like that and I block it, nothing's gonna happen. We're both gonna be standing there because it's it's a safe use of one bar. Does yeah. That make sense. Yep. Your other option, up two. This is your up triangle. Basically, uppercut. You're gonna, you can wake up uppercut is what it's going to be. That's pretty funny. And you, you you hold these in, I think, to get them to come out. Okay. While you're on the ground. So wake up uppercut is not in, in, invulnerable, meaning that if I am have a timed midi attack, yeah. a, a midi is like a timed move. See, here here's where my first episode. Uh, what, tell me what a midi is, Nick. I can't. Okay. I am very bad at explaining this. A media attack is where you time a move so that the move hits as soon as the person wakes up, like perfectly. T- it's perfectly timed. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So if I t- like, because if I wait for you to get up, then that's we're basically might as well be standing. I'm not using my wake up advantage. Yeah. Before I do the move, so a media attack would be while you're laying down, I attack you. You're getting up. My frames of my attack hit you as you're getting up. Yeah. So if you're if you try to wake up and hit a button, you're gonna get hit. Is what it is. It's it's basically. also even before you try and wake up and block, right? Because you can't block either. No, you can block a meaty. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See, you that's where ne- that's where it doesn't make never, sense to me. But you can never not wake up and block. Y- yeah, I mean, so the only then, thing that beats wake up block is throw. Well, wake, waking waking up and hitting a button. Yeah. Okay. I mean. So then it's just the I don't know whatever the, the no ter- go ahead the ter- Essis, I want ha- to no the, we need the to- term the terminology is always like oaky and meaty and whatever I'm always like wh- what does it matter you're just beating them when they wake up like they even if they're hitting a button why does it have a special term you're just beating their button press like why is it a special term well I, I that's not a I don't think that's a constructive question why is there a special term for it yeah why is there a special term for it I. I I, that's just it's not a constructive question it's just confusing because like well, you, because you, throw, you throw out these words like this is this is here this is a good example of somebody that doesn't get into fighting games it's like um what's the word jargon it's jargon for like jargon's sake okay like, so here here's, it's just, here's what i got it's just for you. don't wake up and press this button because this other player might have an attack here's, that's better on wake up 
here's the differenti you know. the differentiation that you okay. need to have. Okay, you if you wake up and hit a button that comes out quick. Yeah. I can time a long button, like a very long button. No, I get be- it. To beat I, your quick button, I understand. That would, that would be a meaty attack because you're you're having because you have wake up frames adding to your attack. I know. So, if I would wait for you to stand up, then it's not. Then it's not. Then it's not a meaty attack. Sure. So, if you like, if something hits meaty, it means I timed it right. Yeah. As opposed to. Like, if you wake up and hit a, a light button, and I hit a light button, but I didn't time it right, and my light button just beats yours because it's faster, that's not meaty. <laughs> I know, and it's, it's like, you have to really know frame data to really recognize you're even doing this. No, you and don't. I think you do. No, I you think don't. It, because I still don't know this. I still don't know how to... It, I don't agree that you don't, I guess, if you, is what I'm saying. If you hit a button... And it's a it's a fast button, and you still get hit. Then yeah. you're then you you got meated. Okay. Period. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We'll get there. I I th- this is this is where my level of interest in fighting games like starts to. I'm like af- I don't care. You know, like I'm gonna wake up and block. I'm not gonna ever get to that point. You know. Why though? I just don't understand why because I just don't I do I don't I don't ever think about it like that I don't th- I don't think at this level I you just don't, don't think you don't think oh I knocked him down now I have now I have an option to no I him? don't this is this is the difference between me and you where I don't get to this point in these games like I just don't think that well, well I don't here's, think it, here's I don't my, think on my feet that well here's my point this should be your first thing that you do like if you're <laughs> th- seriously new knockdowns new, new fighters take heed. Knockdowns are repeatable. Like I know you get the same knockdown for a move every single time. I know. I understand. So, I'm not fighting you on the applicability of it. <laughs> well, so like if I know I hit this, if I press one after I, like I don't even have to time it. If I press one after I get the spear knockdown, it hits every it hits media every time. If you know that, okay, then, like that you're done. You don't have to lab it anymore. Now every time you get a knockdown, you have a situation that is your advantage. If this person gets up and doesn't block, you hit you hit them again. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. I know. I'm not fighting you on anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to coach the valuable value of this. Maybe for listeners too. Okay. Just, I'm not saying it's invaluable either. <laughs> I just don't care to learn it. That's what you get upset about. <laughs> okay, so we're we're up up to reversal uppercut. Okay. If you time a media attack against a reversal uppercut, the reversal is not invincible. You'll get hit out of your uppercut. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. So this one is is more risky. The uppercut is more risky. You can get hit out. And if I, if you do the reversal uppercut and I block it, it's going to be unsafe. Mm. So I can punish that if I know you're going to do it. If you try to jump in on me while you're on the ground and you, and you do a reversal uppercut... It's invincible to that, so you can use it against a jump in the, from um, the ground. I feel like the uh, defensive options in this game make wake ups really confusing. <laughs> like to guess what they're gonna do, like know? from the off, like from the offensive standpoint. Yep. That's that's good. That is good. No, that I know good. It's, it's good. 
And learning it's just this, like a, it's like this whole other layer of things to learn now. Learning this, it's not really that hard. It's two bu- two different buttons. Up three, oh is, yeah, is wake up poke. Up two, uppercut. If you land the uppercut, it's going to give you a pop up, and then and then you're going to get a co- uh, combo out of it. So you can combo off this one specifically, the, but it's riskier. Yeah, and it costs one bar. Hmm. Okay, so both these up one and up two reversals are available after a thing called flawless block. I'll get to that. It's like a parry. It's a special block you can do. Mm-hmm. So if you input this up through or up two, it'll give you that same animation, the invul poke or the uppercut right right away to punish if you time a flawless block right. I'll get to flawless block in a little bit. I just wanted to mention here because yeah. we're getting to it. So you have another option with wake up. If you hold stance chains forward or back, it'll give you a roll. So, like, you see this in other games, it'll roll, like, if you're in the corner and you're on the ground, hold stance change roll and forward, it'll roll out of the corner. Does that make sense? Yeah, that um, that was in Injustice also, right? Or could you not do it from Wake Up? It was something else. I think I asked you this before. I think Injustice, you had a time, like, your knockdown... Yeah, it might have been in there. You could you know. could do a roll, but you could do something in the air too, and maybe I'm getting com- them confused. But yeah, the air thing definitely. Yeah. But so the roll is invul to attack. If you try to time a media attack and I hit the roll button, my roll's gonna go right through your media. It's not gonna do anything. Yeah. And this is good because if you do a, a media animation, I roll through it. I'm gonna pop right up and I'm gonna be able to punish your media attack. Make sense? Sure. Okay, now, note, when using the roll, you can get grabbed out of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and I know that specifically some command grabs will crush and blow the wake-up roll. I could understand a command grab, a regular throw. Well, I guess they're, yeah, they work the same, but okay. That, that's so, funny. <laughs> so if I attack you, I knock you down in the corner, you try to roll out, I know you're going to roll out, I hit the grab button, I'll grab you right out of your roll, do another throw attack, you'll still be in the corner. Yeah. And it costs it cost meter to do the roll. Okay? Right. The last option you have at wake up is if you just hold the stance change button down, you'll do a delay wake up, which means your guy will just stay on the ground longer. Did I miss where stance change was? Um, sta- Like me telling it? Yeah. Stance change is just like it's going to be L... It's going to be like L1 okay. or light bumper on your controller. There's no notation for stance change. It's just stance change, SC. Okay. We and didn't cover that yet, right? Like no, that? I, didn't, okay. I didn't talk about it, but okay. it, it'll be in the tutorial when you play it. Okay, because I and was like, what are we talking? What is that? <laughs> it's not, it doesn't do anything except yeah. for right here is the only time that you, literally if you hit the stance change button, your guy will go, like he'll he'll turn the, his That's, back to the. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, all right. Mortal Kombat and Justice games have always had that. Yeah. It's just a weird thing, but like that's all it does, and this is what it's used for. Yeah, okay. So, again, here we have psychology. If you're the one on the ground, you have options. You can wake up up two, which is going to be your uppercut, which is risky. You can get hit out of, but you're going to get a juggle out of it. You can wake up up three, which is going to be your reversal poke. Mm-hmm. Or you can roll. There's going to be escape your opponent which you can get grabbed out of, or you can delay tech. 
which means hold stance change, your guy will stay on the ground for an extra seconds. If I'm trying to time my media attacks against you waking up and you're delaying, it's going to mess up my timing. Can um can you delay without doing any of that? Like like in, in other games, just not fast wake up? Or is it specifically the stance change thing? Okay, in other games, what are you t- what are you asking me? I'm so, not like sure in Street Fighter, me. or actually Tekken is probably the best example, even though Tekken has its weird shit on the ground. Like you can just lay on the ground, right? Yeah. And then in Street Fighter, you can not press anything and you'll lay on the ground longer. Or in Street Fighter, you can do the fast wake up and hit a button, like as soon as you hit the ground. Yeah, and the so fact that you're thinking about this means that you're playing against people who are doing media attacks. Does Mortal Kombat? Well, hold on. I understand. This is not a sticking point. Don't want to talk about it anymore. In Mortal, in Mortal Kombat, um, do you have to specifically do this thing with the stance change to stay on the ground longer, or is there like another option to stay on the ground longer? Do you know what I'm asking? There's a normal wake-up, which is however many frames. If right. You press, if you input the, the stance change, there's going to be so more than that. Is there a fast wake-up? Fast wake up would be up three. Oh, so it's it's one of these things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good question. I didn't know if it had like I feel like that typical hit the ground and hit a button and immediately get up like time is it. like really typical and everything like isn't that really common in all of them? Well, I don't know. That's a pretty. I, I mean, it, it's in. I mean, it's in it most of the ones that we played. That, it doesn't have to be though. No, it I, doesn't I, have I would to be. Say. It doesn't have to be. I'm just as of, saying. As of this, to my knowledge, there's no f- fast wake-up. Okay. These are the ways to use your defensive meter we're going <laughs> over right now. Yeah. So, we went over psychology with wake-up. Uh, now, I'm going to go over a thing called flawless block, which is basically, uh, it's like a parry. And if I time the block button... It's basically like playing Sekiro. If you time the block button, is just tap it right when you could, you would normally block instead of holding it down. Yeah. You get a block that gives you no chip damage, which means normally you take a minuscule amounts of damage when you block in this game. So you get no chip damage, and then you have access to your two reversal wake up moves. So if you jump on, if you try to do a jump in kick on me, and this is something you should practice with your anti airs. If you try to do a jump in kick on me, I flawless block, hit the up two, which is the uppercut. Mm-hmm. It gives you the parry uppercut, then you get uh, a juggle combo. Does that huh. make sense? So specifically off the flawless block, that's why you get to do it. Off flawless block, you could have access to both the reversal up three and the reversal up two. Uh, okay, so that's using defense. Okay, I was trying to f- rationalize like how is that using defensive meter and stuff, and it's not specifically off the ground. It's just because you did a flawless block. It's, yep. So it, it'll okay. cost if you use the if you use the uh, offensive moves off the flawless block, like up three or up two. Yeah. It'll cost you one defensive meter and one offensive meter. Oh wow. Huh. Okay. Um, the flawless block does not make you inv- invulnerable. It just like reduces the amount of stun, which is so it's good for jump ins and it's good for like if you know specifically like let's say Scorpion has a three hit attack and you know that third attack like hits takes a little bit longer and you know how to time it. Yeah. 
So you can time that and then get your punish. Hmm. So do you see the usefulness of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be literally just timing the block button. I thought it was going to be a different input, like other games. So that's kind of cool. And like, if you like just continuously land flawless blocks, it's not going to cost you meter. Only if you use the reversal yeah, one of the after things. the flawless block. Yeah. So like, if someone's trying to zone you out, you can flawless block and walk forward and just tap the block button, and you don't take any chip on their huh. on their projectiles. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Zoning you out by. I mean, like, just throw projectiles at you from a distance. That's what I mean by Zenyu. Which is a little frustrating in NetherRealm games. And uh, plus the chip damage factor is also frustrating. So so last uh, last way to spend defensive meter is, and this is what you're talking about, I think, with Injustice, is that um, you can do a breakout of a combo. So if yeah. you hold the block button and hold down when you're in a juggle state, which means when someone is juggling you, your character will fall right out of the combo. Yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking of in Injustice, yeah. It's it's different than Injustice. Injustice kind of just pops you out and you land it back on your feet. And yeah. this you actually like just it, it just like makes you fall straight to the ground. If they hit oh, you So you still are knocked down. <laughs> yeah, if they hit you while huh. you're going to the ground, you still take the damage, but it doesn't change your animation. So this is interesting because in the middle of a combo you're doing a combo to me. I do. I spend both my meters, hold blocking down, break out of this this move. I hit the ground. You're still in your combo because you you already punched in the buttons for the combo. Yeah. So what happens is your character stuck in the animations. I get up and I get a punish. Oh, okay. I was wondering how this was beneficial if you were getting knocked down at all. But okay. Well. Even if you didn't get the punish, it's beneficial because you don't have to eat the whole combo. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was leaving you opened up to wake up shit now. So Well, you could always wake up block. I mean <laughs> yeah. there's there's some guessing in fighting games. That's all yeah. like you, knockdowns are gonna happen. You don't wanna spend your meter on every time you get knocked down. That's not good psychology. Yeah, no. I, I guess it's uh it's a weird thing to wrap your brain around. Like you do get a combo breaker, but you are still also getting knocked to the ground, so you're like you're breaking the damage, but you're still leaving yourself open up to something else. It's it's you, it's an interesting choice that they did that. If I you think. see how it works, it'll make more sense. Okay. Um, the issue is is that I the community when they saw this in the beta, they did not like. Hey, I landed the combo, but now I'm getting punished for landing the combo because you well, spent meter to get out of it. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, I I kind of agree with that. Like the person who lands the combo shouldn't get punished. So I don't know if this is going to make it into the final version of the game well, wait a in second. this form or not. If it's a combo, well, I guess that's what I'm Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird... What, without, ask the question. What without are you seeing trying? it. Well, no. Like, I mean, okay, good for you. You landed a combo. There's a combo breaker in the game, so fuck you. Like, uh, you have to look out for that. <laughs> but, like, the the thing I'm seeing is you're not necessarily at a disadvantage if you're in the middle of a combo. Like, they still have to wake up. So they're not automatically punishing you, you well know. they get up you to get up off the ground pretty fast and if like you were doing a combo let's say finish with scorpion's spear or whatever yeah the recovery for scorpion spear is like a lot so you would still have time to stand up and attack me because you're still stuck in the combo that got broken out of do you know what i'm saying yeah i, I guess i don't know um 
I don't really see that it's a big deal. If if there's a combo breaker in the game, you have to be aware of the combo breaker. That's it. So what so what happened in the beta? People just weren't doing combos. They were like doing like three hit combos. Yeah. Instead of like trying to get the full big damage combo because they were scared of the combo breaker and getting punished out of it. Which is kind of lame. If you if you want I think you should reward the person who lands the hit, really. So, anyways, it'll be it interesting sound, to see. That sounds like so. So, hold on. So, you should get rewarded for like two minute long combos in DBZ. No, you think what that's I'm a good is, thing. I mean, like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't think you should get punished for. You aren't the necessarily combo. getting punished. Yeah, you are because. I, what I if th- that person? It doesn't react well enough. Like I, I don't like I, you're. There's like you're. We're making like leaps of logic to it's automatically them getting punished. Is that always the case? Always. They're always getting punished from their combo. Uh. Do we do do we know that that's how it always worked? I know that it. Yes. I don't. I don't know what you're asking me because like I don't know. It just it's, seems it's a situational. Like, this is a situational thing. So you I can't want say combo, always. I, I always. want combo breakers in games. So like okay, I listen. just I'm on the side of them. I don't. I'm like, not saying take the combo breaker out. Okay. If you break the combo, you fall to the ground. Reset the neutral. That's yeah. what I want. So that's what I want. So I guess also I don't. Still, listen, what I don't want is I don't want you to break the combo and then punish me because I'm still in the combo that you broke out of. So that's what I don't stop, want. So they should stop the combo. Like, like that's how it should work. It shouldn't well, the, be the way an NRS game works. I like I said. I know, at the beginning, and, it, and it shouldn't work like that. Then, <laughs> then it shouldn't work like that. <laughs> well, dude, th- this is this is the issue that yeah, we're well, facing right now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this. I don't think I'll ever experience this in my playing of the game. <laughs> I I think you will because it's not that complicated. It really isn't. Okay. Um, unless they changed it. Yeah. So. That to me sounds like a high level problem, but we'll see. No, well, I did it in the beta, and I am not a high level player. So. Okay. Uh, the other thing, spend and defensive meter. They have interactables again in this game. All the NRS games have them, where you can grab something out of level, throw it at your character. If you choose to spend offensive meter when you do this, you can amplify it and then you get an armor frames on the move. So like if they're attacking you and you amplify the interactable, it'll So that's defensive and offensive meter. That's correct. Yeah. That's kind of uh, fun. You couldn't amplify the other ones, could you? No. Yeah. I don't think so. No, no, I mean I think you could actually. Really? Not injustice, yeah. Only other Mortal Kombat specific mechanic to go over and yeah. we we did pretty good with the length of this i think is uh fatal blows fatal blows are basically uh what amounts to when you had a full super meter in any of the last games you sp- hit both the back buttons it gives you this big long drawn out x-ray animation where the person basically murders the other character <laughs> yeah there's they're, they're ridiculous they are ridiculous they look really good um they are they're Really ridiculous in this game. As of the beta that I played, they had armor frames, which means they'll go through attacks. <laughs> There's different ones that are character specific, so like one might hit overhead, one might hit low, mm-hmm. one might be projectile. They were on a nine second cooldown in the beta, which means that you could pop it and then if you didn't hit it, it would come back after nine seconds. You yeah. get access to it after you've lost uh after you're down to 33% of your health. So there's like a 
you'll see on the life bar, it's like fat. Once you get down to the fat area of your life bar, it'll give you, it'll say crushing blow, your life bar will turn red. You'll have access to it. Yeah. And you can only use it once per fight. So, which I think is good. Yes, I do too. Because then you can't win two rounds with the lame yep. armored crush or fatal blow. Yeah. The issue with this is they're not punishable and they're really good. So a lot of times what happens is people just spam them whenever they get them and like it kind of removes the thought and strategic part of the game once you get them. So they could work some of they could change them to be unsafe or to be on a longer cooldown. I don't know what it is. This is definitely a thing I do not like in some modern fighting games. Yeah, one button supers is like yeah, it's, kind of it's a, really uh, lame, divisive thing. And the issue with the last Mortal Kombat is everyone that was playing at high level spent their meter enough so that they never used the X-ray moves. And now and it's wanted, not tied. They to a wanted meter. people to use the X-ray moves so they didn't tie them to meter. Yeah. So you can use it <clears throat> once you use it once. You don't have it again the rest of the fight but you can use it as many times as you want until you land it. So it'll come back. So it'll be some interesting like meta involved with that where like should I use it here if I know I'm getting slammed? Like if I if I'm getting perfect it I'm not going to use it at the end of my Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there there's some more psychology for you to play. <laughs> Watch out when they get their health, their health way low. It's definitely this is a comeback mechanic. We we didn't really mention anything like that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they do like thirty-three percent damage. Yeah, it's they're pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty beefy. I'll say. Yeah. So in conclusion, uh, run it, Nick, from the uh, the learner's perspective. Tell me, give me the Reader's Digest version of how you will approach this game real fast. I don't know if you want that opinion from me. Well, go ahead. No, I just want to hear what you think. Well, I I mean, the reason I was saying stuff earlier is, like, I know we're talking about enjoying fighting games and whatever. I I know specifically I don't see myself playing Mortal Kombat online very much, so... That's fine. I'm just saying in terms of, like, me giving you this lesson... Yeah, it was good. I learned stuff about Mortal Kombat, for sure. Okay, well, what would you do first, let's say... What do you mean? I, I, I'm just trying to recap the entire thing. I don't, put, don't leave that up to me. You do the tutorial... Uh, okay, that's good. Don't good start. Ju- don't jump in like a bitch. Um, What's that mean? Don't uh, jump don't in on jump people in. all the time. Learn learn footsies. Yeah. How are you gonna learn footsies? Training. Okay. What are you gonna do in training mode? I don't like this. You do it. Come on! I'm <laughs> just trying to. What am I, I'm not trying to quiz you or nothing. You're, you're leading. I just want some help. <laughs> I just want some help. I've been talking for two hours. My you, throat hurts. You man. have been talking the whole time. I don't. Come on. You go to go into training mode. Practice all your normals. Okay. How do you practice your normals? What do you mean? I mean, like, what? What's the workout I gave you for your normals? Do you remember that? <laughs> do we really need that? We are not recapping this whole thing. <laughs> you can listen. Go back in the beginning of the episode. Okay. Learn your normals. Learn your anti airs. Then I'll say, learn your combo strings. <laughs> then mix your combo strings. And your throws, and work on your knockdowns. Sure, there's the whole recap. Defensively, <laughs> def- this is good. We gotta recap this. Stuff, Do we bro. need to? I don't know that we need to. We just talked about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, whatever. Defensively, just learn how to use your meter to get yourself out of sticky situations. 
and remember the psychology of all that stuff that we talked about. <laughs> and hopefully, in doing all this stuff, you'll learn to appreciate the depth that is fighting games in Mortal Kombat 11. Try, try remembering all the things at once, because that is still something I can't do. <laughs> yeah, that's where the tutorial comes in. They'll teach you like scenarios and stuff. And, and obviously, yeah. playing a game, the more you play it, the more you'll have experience with I wonder using different um, things. I wonder because if I'm, Mortal Kombat is going to be like really in-depth because they weren't previously. They just teach you the real basics, and that's it. Well, in, Injustice... Injustice they, did too, right? When they went to when Injustice went to their XL or Gold version or whatever, oh, did, they got some they got some really good. Oh, I didn't. And know, I don't know. I didn't know that. I don't know what MK will ship with. Yeah, they'll at least teach you the uh, like meter burn and all that. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm 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 thinking of how like uh, I think <laughs> how that, Under Knight goes through this crazy exhaustive thing of literally every situation you can encounter. I think that they'll give character specific like this is how your character should be played tutorials. Oh really? That would be awesome. Yeah, I think they'll do that. That would be nice. That was actually uh, something they've done going all the way back. Like uh Deadly Alliance had amazing character specific tutorials. Yeah, so I think they they'll continue with that. And obviously I'm not saying like playing one player is not going to ruin your like you can still get better at execution and stuff like you don't only need to play online. Well, yeah, and, not, and I mean, even playing with friends, That's not the point I was too. trying to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I really think that they did a good job with these, like, game-specific mechanics. If you learn how to, like, amplify your specific moves, and if you learn how to use your defensive bar, like, in smart ways, I think that's what's going to separate, like, people online that are just, like, mashing the hell out of buttons and doing jump-ins like crazy that are annoying to play, and yeah. then people that actually play the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Because well, yeah. the frustration of playing online is like when you play people that just don't play right. <laughs> like, that's kind of an elitist. It is elitist. Like, that's very elitist. Elitist way to play, but like it's just more fun to play someone that tries to play the game with you as opposed to someone who just is like trying to do the same move the whole time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It so is more I, fun, I, it, it, but that, that has to go both ways. Like You, you might just get shitty luck and never really meet well, many of those players that's true but the, yeah. what i'm saying is i think these mechanics do will do a good way a good job of meeting weeding those players out so if you master this stuff or at least use it yeah skillfully then you'll be able to take your first step on the journey toward expressing yourself musically with a fighting game did you uh, d- did you have that written down to remind yourself <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That, that was off the top of my head. Okay, bro. there you, you go. You can see the document. You see it in there? No, I don't. You could have a so, separate one. Play it online, guys. That's where you're gonna. That's where you're gonna grind it out. That's where you're gonna learn. I'm. I don't have any. Yeah. There's no better. Yeah, playing place. against real people is the way to learn a fighting game. Just across the board. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go to the meat locker. You got to hit the meat. You know what I'm saying? What? That's a Rocky reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I'm real excited about playing this game. I'll uh, we'll do I'll an actual a, episode on it too. I'll create a uh, a chat in the Discord for anyone who's who's playing it. Uh, we did start a Discord. I I tweeted about it. Yeah. Um, I'll tweet about it again. We'll post the Discord in this episode's notes. Uh, but if you guys are playing, you know, get in on that Discord and, and we'll build a little community around us and we'll learn together. So, it'll sure. be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm, That's I'm all basically I have. Curious to see where this game goes. If there's enough of you playing, we can tr- maybe try a tournament again. That's way <laughs> down the road. Oh man, yeah, but that will be very, uh, yeah, that would be nice. It will be done very differently. But, Did you learn anything, Nick? Yeah. For uh, about Mortal Kombat specifically, yeah. Yeah, that's well. That was the that was the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Do I th- you think? I... What do you think will help you the most that we covered? Um, the probably the wake up stuff. Okay. Yeah, like because I I even I, I didn't play the beta hardly at all, but um, I didn't understand how to use the defensive meter at all. I I didn't really either in the beta actually. Yeah. But... We'll see where it goes. You got any wrap up to do with this? I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, we uh, before this episode, I'd planned to have our monster hunter thing, but that turned out to be more of a heavily involved editing thing than I expected. Um, so I'm we're gonna release that, and we'll see if it's useful to anybody. I don't think it's terrible. It just it, it is a whole lot of us just playing the game. But we we're did distracted. But did we you did, cut out the oh, parts I, of us playing? No, I didn't. I cut out I cut out a lot of like stuff that just seemed pointless. But I that this is this is my disclaimer of it might not be valuable, but it might be valuable. I don't know. We probably should have just done a Monster Hunter episode. I don't think we'll ever do that again. Um, like trying to do an episode while playing. It just it's hard. Uh but yeah, that'll come out later after this episode. There's like there's like pockets of conversation because when you're not hunting, you're like you're like finding the monster and we're yeah. you can tell when we're we're looking for the monster we're all talking and then as soon as we get to the it's, area where you're fighting it, it kinda gets more quiet. It's not that bad. It's it's really not that bad. It's just like me listening to it and having to cut out a lot of things. I was like, Oh, we shouldn't have done this. Yeah. <laughs> like we should yeah. Hey you man, you but, live and you learn. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So that that'll be out at some point. I'll finish that and um Yeah. Uh other wrap-up stuff, I've been streaming a lot, uh, twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. Uh, thanks to those that have given me a few subs, AJ being one of them. Um, but yeah, I am an affiliate now, so I can get take subscriptions. And if you have a twi- or twime, Twitch Prime, <laughs> twime, if you have Twitch Prime, you could hook me up with a free subscription. That would be sweet. Uh, otherwise, just check me out. I'm streaming like random shit all the time. Been streaming some of our Battle Royale stuff with Josh and AJ. AJ and I have played a couple rounds of Tekken and Street Fighter that one day. Um, but yeah, currently playing through Ninja Gaiden. Love that game. Do we have anything else? No. Uh, follow us on... I haven't. We didn't get to plug any of this stuff yet. Our Twitter is now updated to at WithPunishGame. Instagram is at WithPunishGame. Um, let's see. Hey, hit us up. I got a feedback channel on Discord. Yeah, there's there's the Discord mentioned earlier. Um, I still have an email. I don't know. Nobody's been using our email. It's still the feedback at 2v1podcast.com because we don't have a Whiff, whiff Punish website set up yet. <laughs> um, who knows when that will happen. But, uh, yeah, those that have I mean, continued to support the, us, thanks. If there's a request for an email, we could set one up. But I just would prefer to communicate with you guys on social media. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, really? I would prefer that too. Uh, people want to do what they want to do. It's it's email. There are certain people that want to do Facebook. There are certain people that want to do Twitter. So that's yeah, fine. That makes sense. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. Uh, it's just it, we're not. We got to get it all changing the for you. changing the name is very difficult and it makes it hard to keep track of. So I still check the email. It's just not with punished named. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
I think that's it. Until uh, until the MK uh, the MK episode, maybe Monster Hunter and then MK episode. And MK will probably be what I don't know how long we want to spend with the game before we talk about it. Maybe a decent couple weeks. Yeah, maybe a get couple weeks. The, get through the story mode, maybe. Yeah. So watch out for that. As usual, there's no actual release schedule for things. It's just when we feel like. So just stay tuned to the feed. And uh, yeah, I think that's Hit it. Hit me up. Check yeah. out my wife's blog. You know the name of it. <laughs> Do they? Popcornreviews.com. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys listening to us. I appreciate you spending two hours to learn some fighting game mechanics. Hopefully it's helpful and wasn't a waste of your time. I'm sorry if it was. I tried my hardest. I don't think it'll be a waste of the time. I uh, I really want some people to play with, though, so I'm serious. If you guys get this game, I'm getting on PS4, so if anyone's playing on PS4, I'm down. Yeah, it'll be PlayStation, yeah. But yeah, um, I think that's going to do it until uh, next episode. It's your boys. <laughs> See ya. See ya.